This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. did you uh, happen to see this story this is insane sports illustrated has decided to put a transgendered female on this year's swimsuit issue uh now that's a biological male for those of you who get this stuff mixed up yeah it's a uh male pretending to be a female no kidding a biological male dressed up in a women's bikini this year on the swimsuit issue that's where we are nowadays in the uh, good old U.S. of A. I'll get into that story later in the show. Also, the first sentencing from the 1-6, uh, January 6th, happened today, and the libs are not happy about that. I will get into the details on that one in just a few minutes. But first, a quick programming update. I will not be posting or going live on my other channel for a bit. Not really my decision. I will update everyone as time goes on. But a little history about the show. My show was originally meant to be an audio-only podcast. I never really wanted to be a YouTube guy. That wasn't the uh, the vision of the show. I only merged over to YouTube to get live interaction. It seemed to be the quickest and easiest way to make that happen. That's why my studio is called Say What You Will Radio Studio. It was meant to be a free speech and interactive platform. And that just doesn't seem to be the direction YouTube is going in. Well, we know it isn't. You can no longer have an opposing opinion on YouTube. Therefore, I am revisiting the purpose and format of my show. I'm looking into other options as well. And uh, as soon as I figure it all out, you guys will all be the first to know. For now, the show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. And we are simulcast on goodtalkradio.com. You can also find our shows at saywhatyouwillradio.com. Plus, that's where you can find our merchandise as well as all of our amazing sponsors. Now, uh, that being said, if you want to be a caller tonight, the number is 602-475-2000, and you'll notice it's scrolling across the bottom of the page. Again, you can join the conversation at 602-475-2000. I do want to give a shout out to Dave, the trucker, keep safe, my friend, and it is Magnich Monday, so I'm going to bring uh, Tyke Magnich on here in just a second. I do want to give a shout out to Mickey from Kentucky. She's in the room, as well as Angry Conservative. Thanks for being here, guys. Let me bring on Tyke real quick. How you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you, John? I'm doing pretty good, man. I uh, decided uh, that I'm going back to the uh, the roots of this show, which used to be 
just, it was supposed to be just a radio program. And, uh, then I got knee deep in this whole YouTube thing. I started getting involved in green screens and all this other stuff. And it, I feel like it just complicated everything. So, uh, that being said, that being said, how the heck are you? I am a little frazzled to be honest. I, uh, I have a very nice Motorola phone. It's yeah. about three months old. And about an hour ago, it just decided to stop working. Oh. So I'm, uh, I've spent the last hour frantically trying to get this thing to turn on because I do a lot of work on my phone. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I literally lost track of time and I was like, oh, crap, I've got the show in five minutes. That's probably why uh, when I was texting you, you probably didn't receive my text messages. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dark until I get that thing. Well, at least until I get to Verizon tomorrow, and then who knows what'll happen. So sorry well, for the uh, sorry for the late response and the late entry. No, that's fine. No worry. Don't worry about it. Not not a problem at all. I know people have lives outside the uh, the show, so. And I can't mention the real, like the name of my show. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want, you know, people, you know, yeah. I have to be, I'm broadcasting on a different channel tonight. Yeah. And so if you could, if you guys are watching, if you don't mind sharing it around and uh, post it on your Facebook page and share it around, uh, that would be awesome. Help, uh, help us grow this channel. Cause I don't know how much longer the other channel is going to be around, to be honest with you. I mean, it's one more strike. And yeah, this, uh, is, this is, you know what, this censorship crap is crazy. I mean, yeah. And, and I, I know, I don't know. I don't want to jump right into it right now, but I, I just do want to say the white house came out this week and just said, Hey, we are now, you know, we are now helping Facebook uh, crack down on people sharing false information. This is right. We jumped right past socialism. We pat, we, we didn't get to vote communism and they just, just, they, they just did it. They just did it. I mean, that, that yeah. is when, when you go so far as to even, I mean, they were in bed with the tech companies already, but now they're just saying, no, we're just going to do it for them. This is, this is crazy. And that they're allowing it to happen. And not only that, another thing that Pisaki said uh, <clears throat> in that same, you know, that, that same topic is she said that she believes or the white house believes that if you're banned from one social media site or platform, you should be banned from them all. Yeah, that's insanity. I mean, you know, they try to equate it. You know, if if you uh, if you brought a bomb onto one uh, airline, you should be you know you should be banned from all airlines. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. But I think this is I think when it comes to free speech and having a different opinion on a topic, for them to come out and say that you should be banned on all platforms. And what are they going to do? Like you know the whole origins of the virus i'm trying to be careful here uh right you know uh trump said yeah we can't talk virus. about anything in that regard yeah so i mean now the well the biden administration has now come out and said yeah there's a possibility it came from a lab well you know what what all the people that got censored last year or the year before for saying that are they gonna are they gonna apologize are they how are they going to restore their First Amendment rights. Our, our rights are inalienable. Inalienable. That's a hard word to say. Um, that presumes that the government doesn't have the uh, authority 
to change our rights, to restrict our rights, to remove our rights. And yet, here we are. Yet here we are. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about that, man, for months and months and months on this show, Tyke. And I brought it up multiple times that what we are seeing in 2021 is no different than 1934 Germany. And I know you mentioned socialism to communism, but I really equate this more to fascism because it's the uh, the businesses are still owned and operated by private individuals. However, it is really... Uh, they're doing the bidding of the federal government. They're doing yeah. the bidding of the progressive uh, wing of the federal government. And they're taking our rights away. They're taking our, like you said, our inalienable rights. They're taking our freedom of speech away. They're taking away uh, our religious freedoms, our right to assemble. You know, um, they've used January 6th as an excuse to take away our right to assemble. I don't know if you saw what was going on in uh, over in California, uh, but there was a big protest. There was going to be some conservatives going over to protest uh, that uh, I think it's called the We Spa, and it's where that gentleman who you know it's a man who believes he's a woman. He was taking out his privates in yeah. front of young girls, yeah. you know, and uh, so the the conservatives were heading over there. They were going to protest. Well. Uh, somebody in the Antifa movement got word that uh, these uh, patriots were on their way to protest and they showed up to counter protest. Now, the media is referring to the patriots as the counter protesters, not the case. That's yeah. not what happened. They were there to protest against this uh, ridiculous spa for allowing this crap to happen. And uh, so the police showed up and there was hundreds and hundreds of cops, Tyke. And they forced the uh, the Patriots out of there. Well, then, of course, Antifa got stupid. They started throwing smoke bombs and started throwing uh, beer bottles and all kinds of stuff at the cops. And the cops retaliated, of course. And uh, it, it just became a big shit show. Pardon my language. But that's what it had become. And uh, they're going to be trying to do everything to stop conservatives, Christians, patriots from being able to go out and protest this type of stuff because they send their ground troops in. And that's exactly what Antifa is. Antifa is no different than the brown shirts of the, the Nazi regime. That's, abs that's absolutely right. And, and we've been saying it for months. Uh, we, we were saying it last summer when they were rioting and you know, the Democrats weren't denouncing them. They weren't trying to shut it down. The cities that were under attack were encouraging it. And, and we all knew, we all said, okay, this is clearly the militant arm of the left wing. This is the militant arm of the Democratic Party. And, you know, just calling it a different name, which is a false, uh, false name, calling it Antifa when they actually promote fascism is, is ludicrous. And it doesn't separate Antifa and BLM from those people who are standing behind them and benefiting from their actions, which is the Democratic Party, the leftist right. loonies that are really destroying this country. And I'll tell you, John, it, I don't know why I keep being surprised, but the accelerator just keeps going farther towards the floor. Yeah. We, we started this journey, 
out to be honest we started the journey under the second bush administration um when you know when when they implemented uh the department of homeland security and started the spy on american citizens and then obama came in and it was like hey take the governor off we are going to go light speed and now there's not even there's no speed bumps there's no you know usually there's a cycle of quick downward progression followed by a little bit of a, a plateau this is just cliff we're cliff diving at this point no question about it angry conservative he's got a question for us he says john and tyke do you think that the liberals want us to come out and fight to show people that we are just as bad as them um you want to answer that first? Yeah, I do. I, I want to answer that in, in reference to January 6th. So once again, uh, for for better or worse, or for to my own personal uh, uh, positioning in life, um, I was there. I was there January 6th. I was in Washington, D.C. I went to the Trump rally. I went to the sit, sit, Stop the Steal rally. We marched to the Capitol. Now, I wasn't on the same side of the Capitol that all the violence happened. I was not in the building. Right. But I will tell you, there were people there that were clearly antagonizers. The guy I was there with, as we were going to the rally, I identified, pointed out a group of people dressed as Antifa, dressed, dressed in all black. We saw guys carrying shields on the way back. There was a lot of um, evidence there, let's say, anecdotal evidence that Antifa was there, and they were antagonizing. They were trying to antagonize the stop the steal movement the protesters there who were peacefully protesting trying to antagonize them to violence and to do more well one broken window and and very sadly one patriot shot everything that happened in the capital we've seen the videos i wasn't in there but we saw the videos everything mm -hmm. that happened in there may have been uh disrespectful but it wasn't it wasn't destructive or uh, violent when they when mike pence and the senate comes back to the floor after they clear everybody out the statements they gave did not align with what happened the statements were way elevated like some kind of uh you know violent riot protest burning of buildings i mean they didn't say burning of buildings but the way they acted as if something horrendous like what happens in the antifa cities where they take over and they burn and they loot that was their response and it sounded very canned so right. all that to come back to the question. Yes, I think they absolutely are trying to incite us to violence, to try to step it up so that they can point their fingers at us and say how horrible the patriot movement is, how horrible patriots are to try to stand for a constitution which they have decided is null and void. Right. How horrible we are to stand for a country that has led the world in humanitarian effort, economics, and ingenuity for 200 years, at least since World War II, if, certainly before that. But, uh, you know, they're trying to flip the script. They do the horrendous things. They are the racist. They are fascist, calling themselves anti-fascist, but they try to point the finger at us. I'm telling you, when I was there on January 6th, there were people there trying to antagonize us to push forward and do more. Absolutely. And, and, and it didn't happen. You've seen the videos. I was there on the outside, but you saw the videos from the inside. It didn't happen, right. but the response was as if it did because it was, I think it was canned. I think it was pre prepared. I think, I think we were. Yeah. And, and I think I'll answer the question from what just happened this past weekend. Uh, angry conservative. I think 
just the way that the media is lying about the whole thing, uh, you know, they they tried to make it out as if the Antifa folk there were the protesters and that the Patriots were coming just to antagonize. They were coming as the uh, the counter protesters. And that's just not sim- that's simply false. And in fact, the the Patriots and the Christians that did show up were never able to even get close to even hold a protest. And uh, so. Yes, I do think I think they are using Antifa and Black Lives Matter and other organizations to do just that because they have the media there. They have the ability to edit the video and push out the narrative. So if the conservative movement, if the patriots do get violent, I mean, just look at the way uh, the the Proud Boys have been, uh, you know, put out there and uh, that it's a racist organization, this, that, the other thing. And it just, from my understanding, and I know people that are part of that, I am not part of that group, but people that are part of that group, uh, come from all different races. It's, it's not a racist organization. One of the founders of the proud boys is actually a biracial individual. Yeah. And there's a lot of Hispanics and, 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 you know, it's, it's a lot of people that were just served in the military, uh, that are part of it and they're disgusted with the way the country's going. So yes, they want to, they want to push us into violence and that's why you'll hear me and you'll hear a lot of other conservatives talk about the fact that we cannot go down that, that path because I mean, look at the lies about January 6th type. We've all seen it. Look at the lies that they push constantly. And then look at the fact that when the left is extremely violent, they ignore it and they refer to it as mostly peaceful protests. It's they, they out. Excuse them. They excuse them. They excuse yeah. them and they cover over it. And it's, it's to the point. Um, uh, it's to the point that you can't. I mean, it's, the, the lies are so blatant. The, the lies are so blatant. When Jen Psaki gets on TV and says that the Republicans, it was the other side, she said, that was trying to defund the police. That's crazy. I mean, we all know the video right. clips were out there. They're probably washed now. We all know from reality, from the history that we lived just a year ago and leading up to probably last week, it's always been the Democrats. Of course. They painted the murals in the streets, Tyke. Yeah. Yeah, now exactly. Lori Lightfoot is out trying to tell us that it's the Republicans' fault that the violence is breaking out in Chicago. The, that's actually being said out there. That's the new narrative, that the conservatives, the Republicans, are the ones causing the violence when just two weeks ago it was Lori Lightfoot who said there was not a violence problem in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to dump all anything they can dump on us. And they'll, they'll create. I mean, they're, they're going to go – they've created – even the problem of the current economy was mostly democratic cities and uh, governors shutting down their states, uh, ignoring science, shutting everything down, which shut down the economy. And now they're going to blame that on the Republicans. I mean, mm-hmm. a- anything they do, they're going to create a scenario. They're going to create the quote disease, not an actual disease. They're going to create disease and say they, they are the cure. And that disease, they're going to, they're going to say the disease is patriotism and nationalism. Um, they're right. going to misbrand us and mislabel us so that they can have their way with this country. And I'm just hoping enough people wake up. Like being woke is not the right thing. Waking <laughs> no. up, waking up for for real. 
stepping outside of the mainstream media uh, propaganda stream and thinking for yourself, doing your own research and right. finding truth is going to be is essentially important. I hope more people do because that's the only thing, you know, that's the only thing that's going to save our country. That's the only thing that's going to turn this tide. Yeah, exactly right. Now, I got it because I wasn't sure if you were going to be on the show. I do have a big stack of stuff to go through tonight. So that, that's good because I am completely and totally unprepared. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to do a little ADD thing. That blind behind me, this proves I'm not I'm not sitting in front of a green screen. That blind behind me is going to bother me until I go fix it. So why don't you pull up another topic while I go fix that blind? Because yeah, I, I go for it. Your ADD, but that is going to. <laughs> All right. We'll take a uh, just a quick break here. And uh, well, let me get into this. Uh, this is out of Yahoo News. The Capitol rioter who breached the Senate gets eight months in jail for his felony. A uh, crane operator from Florida who breached the U.S. Senate chamber carrying a Trump campaign flag was sentenced Monday to eight months behind bars. The first punishment handed down for a felony charge in the January 6th Capitol riot uh, and one that could help determine the severity of other sentences in hundreds of pending cases. In pronouncing the sentence on Paul Allard Hodgkins, United States District Judge Randolph Moss said the 38-year-old uh, had played a role, if not as significant as others, in one of the worst episodes in American history. Now, they keep saying one of the worst episodes in American history. I mean, in the past 250 years, I'm sure we can come up with quite a few worst episodes in American history, but they keep referring to it, Tyke, as an insurrection. And uh, no one, to my knowledge, has been charged with insurrection so far. Yeah, they, they refer to it as insurrection. By the way, yes, and you're conservative. I've got my moose jammy pants on, so you guys got the full view today. It's really <laughs> cool when I wear the moose jammy pants and I've got the uh, the polo shirt on, faking like I'm, I'm being formal. But today you get you get the full you're getting me uh, two barrels today, um, yeah. I mean they keep saying insurrection from the very honestly. So as my friend and I left the rally, uh, my sisters were texting me, my family was texting me, telling me what was going on, on the other side of the building. And as we left the rally, we started hearing reports and and getting text messages from friends saying, "Oh my gosh, what was going on there? What?" what these riots were horrible and this insurrection and they tried to take over the Capitol. And we're like, Whoa, what are you talking about? We got up to the Capitol and we witnessed small groups of people breaking out from the, from the group kind of gathering together to pray for our country. There was a guy on the bullhorn on a bullhorn asking for prayer for our country. There were people spontaneously breaking out in the national anthem and we would do a couple rounds on the national anthem, and then people would chant USA, and then we'd just kind of mill around for a little bit, and then someone would start uh, the national anthem again. It was, this was, in, and I said from the very beginning, I think that is what offended them more than anything, that this whole thing where boards are violence, this whole thing where disagreeing with somebody is violence, I right. think singing the national anthem at this point is such a violent act towards a leftist fascist that wants to burn this country down because of what it really stands for that the core of the message of what it stands for and where when it was written and how this country was truly founded on christian judeo judeo christian morality and principles they want to burn it down and and, and that's all offensive to them the word there were, uh, bothers me a lot 
There were vid- yeah, me too. There were videos of uh, Trump supporters that were yelling at police officers and asking them why they were letting people in the Capitol, and they were asking, they were telling them to call in reinforcements. Yep. And those videos are out there. Of course, they're you know the su- they're suppressed by by uh, social media and mainstream media as well. But there was a lot out of, I mean, there were probably 350, 400,000 people on the mall that day. And it was a handful of idiots. And a lot of people are talking about the fact that those, uh, the doors were opened and there were troublemakers there, like you said, that were trying to encourage people to, and I think they fell short. I think, I think they wanted, they probably wanted 10,000 people inside that capital right. wreaking havoc and it didn't happen because they underestimate the purity of conservatives we're good people for the most part we are good people and i remember back uh in the la riots after the rodney king thing okay this is ta- this is going back into the early 90s maybe 91 92 when that all went down and when they were pulling reginald denny out of his his uh, cement truck or whatever it is. And they beat him. They beat him with a brick and almost killed him. And they, they went on TV and they talked about the mob mentality. And they said, you can't blame these people because they got tied up in the mob mentality. And they, they, you know, they talk about that as if that's a real thing. And I think it is, I think it is even as a kid, you know, you, if your friends were doing something stupid, there was a real good chance you that you would go along with it and do something stupid, but you, it's not something you would normally do on your own. You just got sucked into the moment. And I believe that, but you got to be consistent. You can't only apply that to people on the left. It's not right. Sure. So if you think about it, I, I think they figured they thought they figured out the um, the right algorithm, the right chemical mix to create violence and riots. I think they spent all summer um, not practicing it, they executing it in, in refining their process, refining their logistics and their tactics. And they were able to get thousands of people in these cities to not only loot and burn down buildings and turn over police cars, but even segment a whole portion of a city and shut it down and call it their own, right? Mm-hmm. The Chaz zone. Um, when it came to January 1st, I think they thought they knew exactly how to instigate a riot and how to instigate a, a true insurrection where there's property damage and people's lives are threatened, etc. They did not count on exactly what you're saying, John. They didn't count on the fact that for the most part, of those people there were patriots and they were calm Mm -hmm. and peaceful and they weren't going to put up even the people, even the people that went into the Capitol, which they, once again, we've seen the video, we have seen the videos they were let in. They were even, maybe they were disrespectful in the Capitol, but they weren't violent. They went through, they milled through like they're on a tour. They stayed within the ropes. Yeah. And and the one guy with the horns, you know, the Puan shaman guy sits (laughs) in the speaker's, chair and there's a the one video shows the police officer on the side saying hey can you please not sit in the speaker's chair that's disrespectful and i mean there's like exchanges with the police that show this was not a violent insurrection this was not a not a coup attempted coup but they i I honestly believe um and this is where i think 
and we talk about this a lot, where the federal government is maybe lost, and we really have to focus on local and state government to, to resolve this problem. I honestly believe the key members of both parties were told we are going to incite a riot. Don't worry, you're going to be safe. We're going to we're going to sequester you. We're going to get you in these tunnels. It's all going to be fine. We're going to incite a riot. You can use this as an excuse to turn your back on Trump. We're giving you what you need. And when Mike Pence comes out and he makes that speech and he says, in light of what happened, I cannot uh, allow the debates to go on any further. It's like, wait a second, nothing happened. All the right. statements, if you go back and read or listen to the statements that were made right after they kicked everybody back out of the Capitol and got the Senate back in session, it's over. It's like way overkill for what actually happened because I think it was very prepared. I think it was... They thought they knew the right mix and right chemistry of antagonistics and getting people to push forward and break things that they can incite what, what they've done all summer. Right. They think they could replicate. But we're patriots. We yeah. Now, the left rule of order. The left is dis very disappointed, actually, with the outcome. Uh, they were actually pushing for, I think, 18 months in prison. Uh, the gentleman got sentenced with eight months, and that's going to be kind of the baseline. Now, depending on what people are convicted of and found guilty of, uh, as far as their crimes are concerned, this guy is setting the baseline. So what they're trying to say is he was kind of a middle-of-the-road agitator or whatever you know whatever he did his felonies are kind of in the middle of the road compared to what other people did and what other people were arrested for and so the left is kind of pissed because they wanted this they wanted this guy they wanted the bar set high that right they wanted that baseline set high so that other people like buffalo boy you know might get four or five years in prison right for doing what he did and whoever stole nancy pelosi's laptop and all this other stuff but uh for eight months and there's a good chance he's probably spent four or five maybe six months of it already behind bars so he's probably going to walk in a couple months you know and so the left is so agitated by that and they want these people they want the full extent of the law they want the book thrown at these people and you know if they had it their way they would want them all in, in the same place as uh, Ashley Babbitt because they see them all in the same light. They see them all as insurrectionists and people that were going there to uh, complete a coup and to take over the government. And that is nothing, even even close to reality of what happened that day. And the, the two things, I, I want to make a point there, two points. Um, one, the hypocrisy, as always, is rich because they are fighting for the rights of actual criminals. They have people speaking in the Democratic Party and the Democratic National Committee when they do their rallies, when they do their, their meetings, that have actually committed crimes. And I can't remember the woman's name, but she actually brutally assaulted and tortured a man for days on end. Served time in prison. Uh, Bill Clinton, I think it was, uh, pardoned her. I can't remember her name. Uh, they, but she speaks at the DNC rallies now at the, at the DNC events. They have actual criminals that they're trying to lower the sentences for, and they're decriminalizing as much as they possibly can. The most these people should be charged with, I'm not a lawyer, I have no legal background, but this sounds like criminal trespassing, right? If mm -hmm. anything else, maybe some property destruction for that. So, very minor, too. If you look at the people that, that they have film of looting targets and burning police cars those people aren't getting anything 
No. Like a little slap on the wrist. If anything, somebody takes a unguided tour through the Capitol, unwelcome. Yeah, they should have been charged with maybe trespassing or something. They want to throw the book at them. They want them in prison. They want to hang them. Right. The, 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 hypocr- the hypocrisy is insane. The other thing I wanted to point out is I think they're scared. Because they did not expect 400,000, 450,000, whatever it was, people to show up and say no more. You, you've pushed right. us too far. No more. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> All right. Well, Espinoza Group, whether you're buying, selling, or investing in real estate, there is only one realtor I trust in Arizona. Her name is Sherry Espinoza. She's been in the greater Phoenix market for over two decades and knows uh, how this market operates here in Phoenix. Don't roll the dice by finding an agent or uh, going online or hiring your brother's best friend's aunt who just got into real estate three months ago. Hire someone you know will get the job done right. There's too much at stake. You can get all of Sherry's information and view all of her listings at azhomesbysherry.com. That's www.azhomesbysherry.com. azhomesbysherry.com. All right. Well, let's jump to another topic. Uh, we, I, I mentioned already the weekend protests uh, rage outside the Wee Spa. Uh, on Wilshire Boulevard. This is from the Los Angeles Magazine. And on Saturday, three weeks after a viral video sparked a heated and highly uh, politicized debate over trans rights and ga- uh, gendered spaces, dueling factions clashed in the streets outside a wee spa on Wilshire Boulevard. At the Los Angeles Blade uh, reports, more than 30 arrests were made as protesters flung projectiles at police and many refused to disperse after an unlawful assembly was declared. Now, what they're not telling you is, Tyke, is that the protesters that were flinging the projectiles at police uh, and including smoke grenades and this type of stuff and those who refused to disperse, those were the Antifa agitators. Yeah. None of them were the patriots. I watched I watched hours and hours of video on uh, on Saturday and the the uh, the patriots all just retreated as soon as the police uh, went and started pushing them back, they went back and uh, there were people on the bullhorn saying retreat, go back. Let's go back to the park. This, that, the other thing, it was the Antifa types who were there that were throwing the projectiles. In fact, one young lady, and this is kind of what I wanted to, this is why I brought up the topic. <clears throat> one young lady uh, was being yelled at by a police officer to put down her weapon. Now, I don't know if she had a weapon. There's some uh, reports that she had a can of uh, silly string and she was kind of pointing it at the police. Uh, but you can't see based on the video. It's very difficult to see. Uh, and then her other hand, she had uh, a cell phone. But the officer was yelling at her to put down whatever she had in her hand and she didn't comply. And she took a rubber bullet to the chest and knocked her down. Now, she's still alive to talk about it. She can still come on TV and she'll probably be the next, you know, person at the DNC speech. She'll be the next, you know, uh, whatever, but, uh, she is still alive to talk about it. Unlike, unlike Ashley Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt's dead. Ashley Babbitt was not armed. Was she, was she part of the whole mob mentality? Of course she was. Of course she was. But was, did she deserve the death penalty? No, I don't think so. 
And this is just more hypocrisy from the left and from the, the media. If you go on Twitter right now, uh, you know, people that are comparing this young woman who got shot with a rubber bullet to Ashley Babbitt, they're just out of their minds. Yeah. And, and, and think about who Antifa is. The, the video that sticks out in my mind is when Antifa was attacking people in D.C. And there was, um, there was, a, there was a Trump rally in D.C., and it broke up, it, it, it dispersed and, you know, naturally dispersed. And and some people lingered around to go get food and such. And this older gentleman in a red jumpsuit, I remember this vividly, is riding his scooter across the street. And these Antifa, thug, Antifa thugs attack him and pull him off his sk- scooter and throw him on the ground. He's got to be in his 70s or 80s. And these people are in their 20s and 30s, and they're despicable. They're absolutely despicable. They're they're beating on an elderly gentleman just right. because he was at a Trump rally. And I think he had an American flag on his scooter or something. These are the people. This is the true heart and soul of the Democratic National Party. This yeah. is the true heart and the soul of the leaders that have taken over, taken over our country from the, the left side. They are the thugs and they will turn around and blame us and they will turn around and completely just they're just blatantly lying now they'll just lie about who instigated who did but we have the videos we know who they are we know what they do right and they will if that guy had gotten up if he if he was able and got up and hit him with a cane they would have they would have violently protested because some guy tried to defend himself of course or if he would have worse yet got his gun out Absolutely. And he had the right to do that. You know, the, these uh, thugs have been going after even little kids uh, at rallies. There was a, there was a seven-year-old kid who had a Trump hat on or make America great hat on, and a bunch of these uh, left-wing lunatics grabbed his, his, uh, you know, his hat right off his head, right in front of his parents and took off with it. And uh, you know, these people, they, they feel that they are validated in acting this way. Yeah. They are so triggered by a baseball hat on a seven-year-old kid that they feel validated to to completely bully this kid and yeah. and terrorize this kid right in front of his parents. And, and and if those parents defend that kid physically, the left believes that person's wrong. I mean, look at what the the laws they're trying to pass in California and other places where you're not allowed to defend your home. You're not allowed. Right. You're not allowed to defend stores anymore. I mean, they literally are call, closing Walgreens and CSVs all over California now because people, uh, I can't, I think it's San Francisco, which doesn't surprise me, Nancy Pelosi. Um, Nothing surprises me there. Yeah. And we, we've, we've seen the video of the guy going in with a garbage bag into a Walgreens or CVS and just piling stuff in it and nobody stops and he just walks out because as long as he takes less than $1,000, he can't be charged. They won't prosecute right. him. I mean, this is this is deliberately architecting the downfall of morality. Yeah, the same nonsense is going on up in Seattle too. It's just outrageous. Yeah, it, unbelievable. In fact, I actually have a story about uh, a guy from Seattle. This was a perfect little segue, Tyke. <laughs> so listen, had a good one. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. Uh, this is out of the blaze. The progressive Seattle mayoral mayoral candidate refuses to pay rent owes over $20,000. Now, before I read this story, 
Okay. I think he's probably actually onto something here because I wonder if he actually did a poll to see how popular this idea is before he came out, because I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people up there in Seattle. So he says the rent is too damn high, reads a prompt on Seattle mayoral candidate Andrew Grant Houston's campaign website, and he means it literally. According to a new report from conservative talk radio, Jason or host Jason Rance, the queer mayoral candidate who also wants to raise the minimum wage to $23 an hour has not paid rent uh, since near the start of the pandemic and now owes the apartment complex where he's staying more than $20,000. The aspiring politician nicknamed Ace is apparently one of many tenants taking advantage of the nationwide eviction moratoriums button uh, in a place to shield renters from being kicked out of their homes during the pandemic. In April, the property management company that owns the $1,695 a month Capitol Hill apartment that Houston rents emailed the candidate to check on his payment plans. Quote, I understand you were running for mayor and on Teresa uh Mosquito's staff, the email reportedly read, our office recently received an inquiry from the press about the status of your rent balance before responding to them. We'd like to understand if you have any plans to get current on your outstanding balance of $14,485. Wow. <laughs> this guy is running for mayor of Seattle, and I guarantee you he's going to get a couple hundred thousand, maybe a million voters yeah because they they all agree with them because they're all a bunch of socialists up there they all want their rent paid off and, and if they don't if they don't outright elect him they're going it's going to become a uh it's going to become a cause right right Whoever elected will appoint him to the commission of too high rent or whatever you want to call it right it, it and and then it'll become a political platform in seattle and then probably other places right. and you know it, it's crazy we live in this world who has ever thought america we would pay people to not work and we would would say it's okay for them not to pay rent and it's okay for people to miss mortgage payments i mean people get into trouble they get into bad situations and we need to we need to build those people up and we need to help rehabilitate them, their econ economics, wh whatever the case may be, their mental health, whatever it is. But when it becomes a systemically planned situation to have people default on rent, default on mortgage and have no penalties, we don't live in America anymore. No. This is not land of the free, home of the brave. This is not, you know, think about the commercials in the 70s and 80s of, of steel workers on skyscrapers and girders drinking a you know drinking an iron city and yes that's a pittsburgh beer you know <laughs> you know it, it, you were you were proud to work and sweat and and contribute that was where your pride came from that's where your value came from not as a human being but as a as a productive citizen now we are celebrating and encouraging people to do nothing and, and, absolutely yeah and then taking it out on the landlord, they're going to take it out on the landlord for being industrious and owning a property. Angry, you're exactly right. It is the Great Reset. And uh, people, if you've never heard of that before, I highly recommend you do some homework and you start looking into the Great Reset because that's exactly what it's about. It's about closing small business. It's about forcing 
small business owners and employees to work for uh, big corporations. And then as part of these big corporations, then they get inundated with critical race theory and other ridiculous beliefs and uh, they can't go anywhere. You know, it's either work for a giant corporation and be forced into taking certain medicines that you don't necessarily want to take and then living in free housing and all this other crazy nonsense. It's about eliminating capitalism from the face of the earth. They truly believe that capitalism is the source of all evil. And uh, it's what inhibits their ability to create their earthly utopia. So, yeah. And, and I'll madness. tell you, angry conservative, I, I was listening to a, I was listening to someone on the radio, one of the Christian radio stations I listen to. Uh, there's a lot of financial analysts. There's a lot of people that talk politics, et cetera, from a personal perspective. And they're predicting that once the moratorium on foreclosures and evictions runs out, they're predicting that it will run out that the housing market right now, it's incredibly, it's a huge bubble, right? You can buy a house. You can't buy a house right now in a lot of places. Uh, houses are 50 to 60% higher in value than they, than they were a year ago because you can't buy a house, but that's all going to burst. Suddenly, if people are allowed to evict, if people are allowed to foreclose again, suddenly tons of people are going to be on the street. There's going to be a lot of empty houses. It's going to look a lot, a lot like the first housing crisis, but this time they're going to capitalize on it. They're going to capitalize yep. on it. And I would predict this is a random prediction, just like, you know, thinking aloud. I would predict the government is going to take over vast swaths of properties that have where people have defaulted. Oh, yeah. And those people, once again, like like the people collecting checks right now are going to be beholden. They're going to be slaves to the system, slaves to the fascist government that they are that they have basically bowed to um and then you're going to have all these small businesses that run uh management companies that run rental properties and property owners that have five six twelve whatever properties and that's their retirement plan the government's going to come in and start taking all those over um you, you know call it uh eminent domain call it uh you know for the people act whatever you want to call it they're going right. to start taking that over and now all of those properties are in the government hand, government's hands, federal hands. And those people are going to be beholden to those federal entities. Absolutely. Or you're, it's going to be purchased by Amazon or by Bill Gates or by somebody, somebody. Yeah. And then you're at their mercy. And, and that's, I think that's a huge, I, I don't know enough. I, I know quite a bit about the fascist movement in, in the 1930s Germany, but I don't know enough to know how, the leaders of industry fought against it or or encouraged it. This might be one of the, you know, a lot of people say history doesn't repeat it echoes. Uh, this might be one of those things, places where it changes a little bit. It's the leaders of industry, the technology industries, and maybe other industries that are going to enable this federal takeover of, of properties, of the police force, of major elements of our lives. It's going to be enabled by huge companies because it's much easier to negotiate with, you know, a thousand huge companies or good sized companies than it is 500,000 small businesses, property owners, a million property owners, whatever the case may be. Well, and big tech also, uh, they've made it possible for the government to be able to listen in and spy on every American. You know, that's that's why 
the Democratic Party works so well with big tech because they, and I won't just say the Democratic Party, I'm going to say progressives on both sides. There's a lot of Republicans that are going along with this nonsense and they're not standing up for uh, our constitution and our rights either. And uh, it's pretty scary stuff. So, and and like uh, I said, you know, I, we have to, we have to accept blame on the conservative side where it's due because I think our eyes were really shut or we, we shut our eyes to a lot of what happened after nine 11, they used that as an excuse. Now some great, I mean, some great governmental things came out of that. Some things had to happen with, uh, uh, intelligence agencies, FBI, CIA, all sharing information. Some of that's really important. But there's some really intrusive things that came out of that that, quite frankly, set the foundation for what's going on. And, you know, we as conservatives have to take some responsibility for, you know, turning a blind eye to to it because we thought there was a greater good. We thought there was a greater good, and and maybe there was for a while. But those are the foundations of the freedoms that we've lost in, in the communication realm. Well, we wanted to believe the Republican party was on the right side. You know, it took a long time for me to realize that the Republican party, uh, is infiltrated with, uh, with progressivism, just as the democratic party is, you know, it took me a long time to recognize that fact, you know, with the Patriot act and all this type of stuff, you know, with the the trade deals that we had set up, we're working against the United States. The Patriot Act, Patriot Act was working against the people of the United States, the free people. And, uh, you know, but we were sold on um, protection. We were sold on safety. You know, this, we've got to pass this because we've got to keep, because the last thing we wanted was another 9-11. You know, yeah. we sat and watched TV and we saw, we watched these people jumping from 110 floors to their death because that was better than being burned alive. And we just couldn't, we sat, we all, we were all, the entire country was glued to the TV watching this take place. And the media was feeding it to us. And we just thought we can never let that happen again. We've, got to maybe give up a little bit of our rights so that we can have freedom. And man, I'll tell you what, it's just snowballed over the past, uh, what, 20 years now. Yeah. And And, uh, it's scary. Maybe even Rush Limbaugh had called it out that we were giving up rights for freedom, freedom for, for safety. And it was a big mistake. And Mm -hmm. I know there were some conservative commentary uh, commentators that were calling it out. And I remember having an uneasy feeling when they were calling it out thinking, you know, this is a very difficult path to weave because on one side we want safety, but on the other side, yeah. How, how much freedom are we willing to give up for safety? And right. the last year, the last year of our lives has tested that to its, uh, to its end. And like Christina says, how, like how intri- intricate is and how complicated is this plan? You know, to, to look back in time, Tyke, to think about the fact, to even to even say, was the federal government in on 9-11? Was this whole thing like my gut tells me there's no way there's no way this could have happened. But then you find out uh, that uh, Timothy McVeigh, he was working with that uh, Otto or Atta, whoever it was, he was, that's who John Doe number two was, 
was that Atta who flew one of the planes into one of the, the trade centers. And even Timothy McVeigh himself said before they executed a man, did they execute him quick, didn't they? But yeah. before, I mean, he, he was executed almost immediately. And he even told people, you will be shocked to find out who's involved in all this. And then he's dead. And then Atta, years later, flies the plane right into the, you know, the World Trade Center. And the media is there. And every single person around the world was glued to their TV watching this. And I, I don't want to be a big conspiracy theory, but... Now you see, uh, you see, you know, George W. Bush and who's he palling around with? He's palling around with the Obamas. Yeah. Yep. And he's anti-Trump and his brother was anti-Trump. And yep. it's just, it's sickening. It's sickening to think that these, all these Republicans that I supported for the past 30, 35 years have been like John Boehner for crying out loud. What a scumbag that man is. What an absolute scumbag. And that's why I will stand with Trump until the day I die. Yeah. Because Trump is everything the Republican Party could never be. Yeah. And, and, and it's been shadow boxing for decades, right? They're faking a fight. Mm -hmm. Democrats and Republicans. You know, you, you get a good feel-good story. Oh, Bush won. Yeah, we won. Yeah, let's go. We're patriots. We're we're conservatives. We won. And really, behind closed doors, they're they're on the same team. They're just right. shadow boxing. They're just faking a fight for the for the media, for the people to make it look like there's two sides. And and every once in a while, you win. Every once in a while, the other guy wins. At the end of the day, if you track out the data and you look at the policies and you look at the progression. We've been going in one direction for a very long time. And it's not absolutely, clear. absolutely, and that's why there are Republicans in national politics right now that aren't supporting the Arizona audit, and they're trying to come out and they're they are trashing the the Senate here in Arizona because of what they're getting accomplished, and they are joining the sides. And there are there are just there are just scumbags that are as part of the Republican party. Yeah. And it just, I'll tell you what, it frustrates me so bad. America first has got to be the movement. Otherwise, if people, if people walk away from the America first movement, our country is it's done. That's our last line and of defense. Clear, and to be clear, it doesn't have to be Trump. Trump was the catalyst. Trump was the watershed event, his election was the watershed event that took the control out of the hands of the elite politicians that have been doing backdoor, back alley deals for, for decades. Right. He's, he's he's the event. He's the he's the catalyst for change. The America First movement, to your point, is the right. cause. You know, beyond Trump, if they take Trump out of the picture, it's the Santas. If they take the Santas out of the picture, it, it's it's someone else, right? Someone needs to rise to the top and continue to lead, but it's really power from the people, power at the local and the state level, that groundswell pushing the right people up. And not. Right. And, and this is where the left tries to trip us up. We're not looking as tr to Trump as a savior. He just was the guy that lit the fuse. And thank God he did. You know, it, it's it's amazing what we've uncovered in, in the corruption. In, in human nature, John, 
I'm counting on human nature from a standpoint of somebody's going to crack. Somebody's going to start telling the true stories. Somebody's going to say why those Republicans are turning their backs on conservatives and patriotism in the Constitution. Somebody is going to say, I've had enough. I'm going to tell you what's been going on for the past 20 years. I'm going to right. tell you the, 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 the seething, horrible, evil things we've been doing or have been done to us, whatever the case may be. Somebody Chris, is going to start leaking. Christina, you're exactly right. Trump pulled back the curtain. That's exactly what happened. And uh, Tyke, you're right too, because it's got to continue to run. It's got the America first agenda has got to run. It can't, we can't rely on Trump forever. And so we've got to start, um, we've got to really start vetting our Republican candidates a hell of a lot better than we've been doing in the past. Now, I do got to get this in. Uh, great for their farm, all natural skincare products. Here is a uh, a review that was left by Nicholas uh, just recently. He says, this was a great experience. The seller really puts a lot of uh, themselves into making this a great, pleasant transaction. Shopping was fast. The product is amazing. You can smell the amazing aroma of mint once you open the jar and the aroma will last a while it actually works wonders for my skin and it doesn't leave that nasty oil film on your skin great product great seller highly recommended uh you can go to say what you will radio.com and click on the sponsors page you'll see the uh gray feather logo there just go ahead and click the logo that'll take you to their etsy page where you can check out all their all natural skincare products. Now, if you've been listening to the simulcast on Good Talk Radio, thanks for listening. You can hear the rest of the show on Say What You Will Radio.com. You can also jump over uh, to any one of our any podcast, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc. If you want to hear the rest of the show. But thank you for listening. All right. Let's jump into some of these uh, comments real quick. Uh, let's see. Angry conservative says, I hate this freaking stuff right now. <laughs> the woman that brought me to the Lord has just told me that she doesn't believe in him. Oh man. You know what though? Don't follow her lead. Angry conservative. You believe. And, uh, yeah, uh, for whatever reason, whatever caused her to walk away from God, um, let her deal with that. That's, that's her problem. And, uh, yeah, that's, but I understand. In fact, the person that saved me, his name was, uh, Eastman Curtis. He was a traveling preacher. Well, he did a lot of nasty stuff in his life later on too, but you know what? You can't, uh, you can't blame the messenger. You gotta, you gotta stay faithful. Yeah. That brings up the old state saying too, that you can't, you know, Churches hurt a lot of people. A lot of people complain about churches hurting people. Um, if your faith is in people, if your faith is in the church and the organizational structure, and your eyes are on the right goal, on the right focus, they need to be on God. They need to be on biblical principle. They need to be on the Word of God. And it's very hard when somebody you trust and love and help craft your faith falls away. I've had friends denounce yep. faith, and it's hard. It's a it's a hard thing to manage through. And, you know, to tie this back to the overall conversation, I think we're going to see a lot more of it. Um, these are the times that will try men's souls. These are right. the times that will test whether or not you believe in the biblical word of God in your heart or if you're willing to take on a false God 
because it's easier to accept whatever whatever that church or whatever that person whatever that fallen uh word is is promoting angry conservative hang yeah i agree hang in there too because not too far in the future i am going to be starting a yet another youtube channel and it's going to be based on uh individual um testimonies and I'm going to talk to, I'm going to share my testimony and I'm going to talk to people about uh, their testimonies as well. And it's, it's really about to inspire us and it's about keeping our faith. Like Paul says, we got to continue to fight the good fight. And uh, so I understand the hurt that can come from that angry. I totally get it, but uh, we got to stick together. And that's really what this show and uh, my my podcast that I'm going to start on uh, testimonies is all about. And that's really why we we're really, uh, that's the discord family too, is to hold each other uh, up and stay positive and give each other encouragement on a daily basis. And uh, so I get it, man. I understand where you're coming from. Totally understand. Well, let's talk about this. This is the, another topic I want to talk about. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but there were over 300 migrants that showed up to the border fence demanding to be let in. And the scary thing, Tyke, is most of them were. Uh, Bill Malou, I don't know how you say his last name, Melligan, reported uh, this morning from Del Rio, Texas, saying that over 300 migrants showed up at the border and demanded to be let into the United States, and some of them were trying to force their way in. Uh, Malugan reported on his uh, on this a couple of hours ago on Fox News, saying that there's uh, no evidence that extreme progress has been made at the border, which Kamala recently claimed. There's none. There's no progress being taken or being happening at the border. He also reported that the United States officials managed to arrest a cartel member. And uh, in the clip below, I don't I don't have the clip, but it says he uh, he says a lot of the migrants coming here are testing positive for you know what. About 20 minutes ago, Malugan reported that most of the migrants have now been let in and put on buses to be taken to a migrant facility. I'm sure probably right here in uh, Phoenix, where all these illegal hotels are popping up all over the place. Uh, also in Texas, this happened today, a semi-tractor trailer was pulled over uh, with 105 illegals were found inside. So if you say there's no crisis at the border... I think you're nuts. You've got to be insane. And, and and Kamala Harris and company are going to continue to lie about it boldly and directly because this is part of their plan. They've architected this plan to redistribute illegal aliens throughout the country. And, and we know now they're using the U.S. military to do it. There's evidence. And there was a letter leaked last week that the U.S. military has been uh, commissioned to go and fly these people and then drop them all over the place. And right. I, I believe if we could track them, we can't. But I would I would assume they're they're dumping these people in mostly conservative red states, red counties, red areas, because they're literally trying to redistribute and change the uh, the dynamics of the voting uh, populations in those in those states and counties, because their yeah. full intention is to give these people voting rights with no no commitment to the United States, no citizenship, no 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 skin in the game and they're they they should have a vote and they should be able to say what our countries can and can't do they're going to try to pass that voting law so that they can 
enable these people to overtake red counties and red states. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. That's the plan. That's been the plan from the beginning because they know every kid that's 14 years old through 17 years old will be eligible to vote in the next election. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that every one of these migrant kids who have come across the border have already been given social security numbers. They're already given IDs. And all they have to do is walk into any red state anywhere, apply for their mail-in ballot, and they will get it. And they will be voting. It, it, I got to be careful what I say. That's a prediction. I'm not spreading misinformation because it hasn't happened yet. But I'm saying that's a concern. It is a concern of mine, and I believe it's a real concern. Yeah. You know, in pre-World War II Japan, they had thought police. If they, oh, if they, really? Yeah. If they suspected you of uh, having a thought through your actions that was against the imperial uh, system or the cause, they would they would actually arrest you and lock you up. And we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. I got a couple more stories I want to get through here. Um, this was from The Blaze. And I mentioned it at the top of the show. A transgender model, a biological male, is going to be on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue this year. How about that? So uh, they are cramming this stuff down our throat. So, guys, listen. When you're in the, uh, in the grocery store checking out, and you notice the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrate, the Sports Illustrated, don't stare too long, okay? Because it's a dude. Yeah. It's a dude. It says, for the first time ever, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no go for, ahead. for the first time ever, a transgendered person has been chosen to grace the cover of Sports Illustrated's famed swimsuit issue, Lena Bloom. Bloom, isn't that appropriate? Lena Bloom, a transgender model with an actress who was born a biological male but underwent a gender transition later in life, was featured on the annual magazine's cover, which was released Monday. Bloom, who is well-known in the fashion industry, announced the news on Instagram to, uh, their, to their to their 400,000 followers. I guess that's his pronoun, there. They, them, there. Uh they said, this moment heals a lot of pain in the world. We deserve this moment. Deserve. Uh, we've waited millions of years to show up. <laughs> millions of years of years <laughs> to show up as survivors and uh, be seen as full humans. Fill the wonder. <laughs> I have dreamt a million beautiful dreams, but for girls like me, most dreams are just fanciful hopes in a world that often erases and omits our history and even existence, Bloom continued. This moment is so powerful because it allows me to live forever, even after my physical form is gone. So I thought it was all about Jesus. Apparently, it's all about getting on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, oh, yeah. Eternal yeah, life. Yeah. Eternal life is the cover of Sports Illustrated. Nice. <laughs> After fighting for millions of years. You know, I uh, I know a lot of guys that love sports. I know a lot of guys that have their, you know, their basements or dens decorated with sports memorabilia. And I know a lot of guys that follow Sports Illustrated radio and talk shows and the magazine and the online. I don't know one person 
that is a sports fanatic that is going to buy that magazine. So I'm wondering, who is George Soros going to go buy 2 million copies so it, it looks like a success? Because I'm not going to buy one. I, I would have never bought the swimsuit edition anyways, but a lot of guys do. Are they really going to? I can't think of anybody. I can't think of anybody that's going to buy that. I don't know. Maybe people will buy it because they think it might be worth something someday. I don't know. Maybe you know, whatever. what What makes people buy stuff? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm really done with sports. I really do. I don't care about the NBA. Like everybody here is all bandwagon on the, the Suns, right? I don't care. I don't care. I, we, I was over a friend's house on Saturday and the game was on and they spent half the video time showing LeBron James sitting on the sideline. It's like, I could care less. I, co I couldn't care less. I don't care about the NFL. They're already uh, segregating half the population by playing the black anthem before every game now. Yep. And they're put, they, I forget how many millions of dollars they sunk into maybe a hundred million. They sunk into black lives matter this year. I just, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with it. I don't care. I would rather just during the Steeler game, I'll just come do a live for three hours. I would yeah. rather do that. I would rather come on here and talk about the stupidest stuff than yeah. watch an NFL game. I'm just not going to do it. And, and, you know, part of me, like most things, I'm, I'm a little divided because we grew up watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Pirates. Of course. And it was tradition and it was ingrained in the spirit of Pittsburgh and you, you, you rooted for the local team. And a lot of people grew up like that, whatever city you were near. And if you didn't have a if you didn't have a sports team, you adopted the next nearest city. It's just right. you had something to root for. And they've politicized it to the point that, you know, and this is where I'm split on it. We kind of had this coming because we've made entertainment such a strong idol in our in our culture. And I'm guilty as anyone, uh, you know, buying sports memorabilia, et cetera, or tickets or watching the games. We've made it such an idol that where did we think this was going to go? I mean, we kind of got what we deserve. And I'm, I'm saddened by it because I'm, I'm done with sports too. I'm down to uh, I just, until college football, until the NCAA goes completely woke. We know what they teach in the schools, but when they put that on the right. field, I'm going to cry because I, then I'm going to have to give that up. Um, I'm down to like UFC because UFC actually allows their fighters to speak their, their opinions <laughs> and they'll, uh, one of the UFC fighters re recently just ripped LeBron. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. Or no, it was Colin Kaepernick. He ripped Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah, I'm down to the UFC, and I barely watched that. So I don't. Yeah, I've never watched that just because I just don't find it interesting. But uh, I mean, I was a man. I was all in for the Steelers. I watched every Steeler game oh, yeah. to date since I was a kid. But I'm just done with it. I don't want any of my my money or any of my time going to the NFL. I just don't anymore. I'm I've hit the limit. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. I agree because it, yeah, it's amazing how much time I got back in my life too. Because yeah, exactly. Saturday, every Sunday was the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they were on, um, we got MLB Network several years in a row to watch the Pirates because here in Arkansas we couldn't obviously couldn't watch them. And all that time got refunded back to me in time and with family, time reading books, time to do podcasts, whatever. I mean, there's 
Right. There's so much more time that I, I was just selling off and didn't even realize it. Yeah. I would rather hop in my UTV and my Polaris and just go out into the desert for four hours yeah. or six hours. I I'm what just not going to waste my time. I'm just not yeah, going to yeah. do it. And not only in professional sports, but now we know also it's, it's made official today that the international Olympic committee backs biological male weightlifter who identifies as female competing against women in Tokyo. So that's official now. So now we've got men who think they're women on the front of sports illustrated men who think they're women weightlifting in the Olympics, men who think they're women, women whipping their junk out at the Wii spa in Los Angeles you know, for these people to sit and cry about how unfair their life is, it seems like everything about their lifestyle is on every freaking front page of every paper across this country. Yeah. When's the last time the New York Times had an article about a Christian on the front of their newspaper? Or yeah. when was the last time the Olympics made a big deal out of a straight white man? Nobody cares anymore. I mean, the the women now the this rock the hammer thrower whatever she is a hammer thrower she's turning her back on the American flag when the the anthem kicks in the soccer team is kneeling it, you know the women's soccer team full of lesbians is kneeling during the the anthem they have taken over every aspect of our lives and yet every day we have to hear hear them whine about how unfair the United States is. Victim Where else can they do this? Yeah, victimhood is the new currency. Right? It's unbelievable. And and, and, and just as a, as a silly side note, every time that, quote, woman weightlifter breaks a world record, they need to play that little clip of the State Farm commercial where the guy says, well, he's a dude. So, you know. <laughs> well, he's a man. He, yeah, he's a <laughs> Well, he, he, she sounds hideous. Well, he's a man, so. <laughs> they should just play that clip. Somebody's got to do it. So Fox News, Newsmax, someone's got to do it. Well, you know, meanwhile, the Olympics, are they're kicking out that sprinter for smoking a little weed. And I get it. She broke the rules. But it's not even, you know, it's not even something that's going to help her. It would actually hurt her if yeah. she was high at the time, if she had, you know, THC in her system. And yet they let a dude on the women's team. It's yeah, just, sure. none of it makes any sense, man. No. None of it. And you know, the, the women's soccer thing bothers me really. That's one of my, that's like a, a, a trigger story for me because that women's soccer team negotiated the men's soccer team negotiated a portion of the proceeds type of a type of a contract where they would get a portion of the TV revenue, whatever the revenue was, the winnings of the tournaments, whatever. The women's soccer team said, no, we don't want that. They negotiated a contract for salaries. Now they're seeing, and they actually took this to court and lost. Now they're seeing that the men's soccer team, who is quite frankly doesn't do very well, is getting paid right. a lot more. Well, because they negotiated the right contract, the women turned that contract down. They decided that contract was not good for them. They wanted to lock salaries in. So they made a decision. Now they're blaming everyone else for their bad decision. Because, hey, welcome to the new world. Yeah, exactly. And I hate to break it to people, and this is just the truth. You know, you can be mad at me or whatever, but people don't watch women's sports as much as they watch men's sports, even soccer. Even if you take the women's team who won the gold medal, I think, last time, 
they it, it's just not enough to draw Americans to watch women's right. soccer. That's right. And so if you're, you know, if you're an advertiser and you're paying for a block of time, you want as many viewers yeah. to see your ad as possible. And you're not going to get that on and, and sorry, you're just not going to get that on women's sports. One, you know, you're not going to get in women's sports to begin with. And then second, when you have a bunch of whiny, uh, little, you know, petulant children whining about it the whole time, that makes people want to watch it less. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, you know, I've had it with you. I've had it with them. The I've NFL had it with. Is, yeah. And that's why the NFL will lose billions over the next, you know, this year or the next years, because people. And once again, this is the fault of our culture. And, and I follow this path. I have to take ownership of that. People want escapism. They want the NFL, the NBA. They want these athletes that are like superhuman strength and doing these amazing things. They want to escape their daily lives, their daily grind, the boredom of their monotony of their lives for an hour, for two hours, for three hours, whatever it is, and enjoy watching a spectacle. It's, it's Roman gladiators. It's almost Roman gladiators to this point. And they ruined it. They had the marketable thing. They had the the escape. They they just had to put it out there, and we'd all just eat it, the escapism, but they ruined it. I don't want to be right. lectured and politicized when I'm trying to when I'm trying to forget about you know the, the week of work or the fight I just had yeah. with somebody or no, just no, let me enjoy it was, the sport. It was always meant to be a respite from yeah. from life. Yeah. That's what sports, that's what made sports so popular. It was competition. You could pick one team, you could pick your favorite team, and you just watched in hopes that your team would win. And you just yeah. put everything else in life on, you know, on the back burner for a few hours while you watched your team. And that's what it was always about. And then you'd watch the commentators and they talked about the game beforehand, who was going to win and then why the team won that, you know, afterwards yeah. and all this type of stuff. And now it's just inundated, like you said, with politics and opinion and people just don't care. It's about tiring. It. It's tiring. It is. You can't escape everything when it's just shoved down your throat. I mean, and the worst part is, we used to sit there and it wasn't just the escapism. I shouldn't say that. Um, it was the admiration for the skill. And, you know, as, especially as athletes became more year round athletes and strived to do better and worked out and did everything year round. And I mean, they did some amazing things, you know, watching a guy make a one handed catch into the end zone, um, the spectacle of it and the admiration, even if your team lost, it, as long as it was a fair game, you could say, wow, other team did did you see that pass that was amazing did you right really you're really the real deal now it's why why am i watching this why do i want to stress myself out more by watching yeah. someone shove politics down my throat and not only is it the it's the people that talk you know before the game they're pushing their politics yeah. and then the players are pushing their politics and then at halftime bob costas comes on and he pushes his crap and then you know after the game is over then the players come out again and they talk about their crap and i'm i've had it i'm just yeah. done with it i i have no more tolerance for it and you know what i'm not gonna miss it i'm just not no, no. angry conservative makes a great point he says look at the wnba for example they've been around for 25 years and never made a profit and until recently i didn't know phoenix even had a women's basketball team i don't even know if they're still around but uh, 
other than the fact that they play with that red, white, and blue striped ball, that's why yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of cool. But the rest of it, not interesting. Point. Yeah, I was going to make a point earlier. Uh, you know, he's hitting the nail on the head here because people will post clips to to TikTok and YouTube of WNBA games, and and they'll say you know snarky things like, "Gee, I wonder why they don't get paid as much." And uh, I'm not a basketball fan, so I don't watch basketball. But I've seen the highlight reels of the men's game. The highlights reels of the women's game, the real highlight reels, the real takeaways, you could go three or four shots without someone making a basket. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen women take a three-point shot and completely miss the whole – Air ball. Yeah, complete air ball. And then the the opposing team – gets the ball back, they dribble it down and uh, they bank it hard off the board and they get, and it's like, yeah, this is not the same game. Mm-mm. This is not the same game. That's why they can't take that. That's why they can't make a profit. It's not interesting. It's not, it's good. not quality. It's not, the, we watch sports pro sports because it's the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Bingo. It's, That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yep. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Um, I got to get some stuff taken care of, but uh, I got some exciting news coming pretty soon about a career change. I'll tell you about that uh, later on. And uh, but on Wednesday night, I'll be back live on Wednesday night. I'm going to be talking about and some information that was posted by a friend of mine on Facebook. And it's all about critical race theory. And this is this stuff is unbelievable. This stuff is, I wanted to do it on tonight's show, but we'll be here until 11 o'clock at night. Uh, So no, 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 no. It's just, we've got a lot to cover. So I'm going to cover this on Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know if Tom will be here or not, but uh, we're going to dig deep into critical race theory on Wednesday night. And this is just, like I said, unbelievable stuff. So Tyke, thanks for being here as always, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Let me throw another teaser out there. Um, we have a local hospital that is uh, the whole medical system is firing people for not getting the jab. Oh, don't. That, that, that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a fact. It's a, that's a yeah. fact. That's not a conspiracy. Um, right. And in somewhat in reference to that, maybe not directly, the pastor of our new church is interested in coming on the show at some point. Oh, perfect. To talk about church politics. Um, is there, is there a place for church and politics, etc.? So, um, uh, we can plan it out weeks ahead, what, days ahead, yeah. whatever you want to do. Um, just, uh, want to let you know he's interested. I would love to have him on. Yeah. In sure. fact, I'll wait, I'll wait. Uh, let's wait until my other channel is. Yeah. 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 No, is no hurry. yeah we can back online. Yep. Uh, but yeah, let's do that. Let's talk to him and let him know he's uh, more than welcome to maybe we'll plan that for sometime mid September. Yeah. Okay. That work? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Perfect. Who knows? All right. Well, then, but we'll get it done. All right. <laughs> well, uh, uh, give your uh, lovely wife a hug from us, and uh, we will catch you next Monday. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks again for all the participation. Love the show. Love the opportunity to voice my opinions, and and you guys actually uh, sit here and entertain my uh, my thoughts. So thank you again. All right, Tyke. Take care, buddy. You too. All right. So, yeah, so that's Tyke Magditch and, uh, he's, uh, the Monday evening co-host on the show, but, uh, we are excited. We're excited about Wednesday night show. I can't wait to go over this information. It's just, 
It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'll give you a, a, a little teaser. Uh, it's excerpts that come out of uh, Illinois district 65 public school districts. Uh, it's a curriculum. This, these are all exp- uh, excerpts that come out of curriculum for pre-K through eighth grade students. So when they say that critical race theory is not being taught to little kids, well, they're full of it. I got the proof. So we're going to be talking about that Wednesday night and anything else that happens in between now and then any, uh, big stories and all that type of stuff. We'll be talking about all that type of stuff too. So anyway, uh, again, you can find us, uh, you can find backyard politics on all the, the podcast platforms such as Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. You can also find us on YouTube, but not right now. Not right now. We're on a backup channel and you can find us uh, on Twitter at backyard pod AZ. But uh, until Wednesday night, angry conservative, thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you for all the uh, input. Yeah, you got it, buddy. You're very welcome. Uh, but thanks for all the input in the chat, Miss Lady. Thanks for being here. Uh, there are several other people. Christina J was in the room. I know she had to hit the sack, uh, but uh, a lot of other people were in the room. Latin Patriot stopped by. Uh, I know it's not the typical my typical channel, but um, you know, yeah, you know, you don't follow the rules. That's what happens. And the problem is, you don't know what the rules are. It seems like the rules change every day. But it is what it is. So we'll just keep. Oh, the Joker's here as well. So yeah, thanks for being here, Joker. Uh, until until Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. You guys take care. Be nice to one another, and God bless.